This is the Wealth Game Podcast, where business owners and investors learn the game of growing and keeping more of their wealth through the same tax and investment strategies used by the wealthy. Your host, Brent Beeman, is a CPA, tax advisor, and president of Beeman & Company. All right, we're going to jump into uh, just going into the details of the tax system. Like specifically, like we will talk about the IRS tax system, but also with different states. Like the more that you understand like the way that tax works, like you, you don't need to know like every single form and filing. Like you're, you're going to be hiring someone to do like all the detailed work, but you just got to understand like the overview, like the, the big picture of how the tax system works. In the past, we've talked about like specific tax brackets. We're not even going to go into those types of details. We're going to take a, a step like even higher. We're going to take a step back and look at it from an even bigger picture of, of how the tax system works. So you've got, understand like the different entities that are taxing us. Like it, it's typically, well, it's, it's always going to be a government entity. So we've got like from the federal level, we've got the Internal Revenue Service. And then remember that individual states have their different income tax rates. And I'm going to be jumping between different types of taxes. Like the normal one that most people are thinking of is income taxes. When we think of income tax, like when people say, I'm so excited, I just got my tax refund from doing my tax return. Uh, they're normally talking about income tax. That's the first That's the first one that comes to mind, but we'll cover some of these other types of taxes and later episodes, we'll go into more depth on some of these other types of taxes. But so first think of the entity that's taxing you and then think of the type of tax. So I'm gonna give you some examples of the different types of entities that will tax you. Of course, number one is the Internal Revenue Service. That's the IRS. And then you've got the state entities, and that's like you've got Utah, you've got Idaho, you got Michigan, Michigan, you got all the different states. Uh, some states do have like personal income tax, and some states don't have personal income tax. Some states have business income tax, some some states don't. So it gets a little complex there. So you think of like there are states like think of like Texas. Texas is great, right? You don't have a personal like an individual income tax in Texas high property taxes, but very low or no individual income tax. But what happens is if you're, if you are a business owner, then you're going to be very familiar with the franchise tax in Texas. Every year when you renew your business entity there in Texas, you might be subject to some business income taxes in Texas, because if you don't pay them, if you don't file, they can just completely revoke your right to even operate, operate a business in Texas. Like and they'll just remove your LLC registration basically. So you're not operating legally. Uh, so that's that's income taxes. Uh, you've got some of the other entity levels that you've got. Just keep breaking it down further and further. Of course, you got nationwide as the IRS, then you got the state level, and then you've got taxes at the county level. The counties do not typically, maybe there is off the top of my head, I don't know of any counties that have a, an income tax, but counties will typically have like a property tax or a sales tax. And that's the county within the state, of course. And then you break it down further, there are cities that have tax as well. A lot of cities don't. Some of them do. Actually, a lot of cities do have the sales tax component that, that's collected by the county or the state typically. There's usually some correlation of how much, how much sales tax there is based on which city you're in. But uh, cities typically don't have an income tax. But like one example is like New York City. New York City does have an income tax. So just think of where you are, where you're operating your business. If you have a rental property, in one of these states or cities, just figure out where you are ge geographically, and then we can break it down from there. Um, 
So those are some of the entities, government entities from large national scale down to cities and townships. And then you go to the different types of income taxes, or sorry, not the types of income taxes, but just the types of tax in general. You've got income tax, you've got property tax, you've got sales tax, and, and I'll list them out, then we'll go into some detail on them. So income, property, sales. Um, like I mentioned, Texas, you got franchise tax, which is, which is another form of like business income tax, typically. There, there's excise, excise taxes, there's um, business, what's the B&O tax? The B&O tax in Washington. A lot of these just, and sometimes they're basically the same type of thing, they'll just call it something different. Um, and one of the taxes, like when you hear of property tax, you're typically thinking of like, oh, that's the real estate tax, which is correct. Property tax is typically the real estate tax. There's another tax for businesses though, that is a surprise for a lot of people. And that is the personal property tax. Super confusing, right? It's, it's a business tax, but they call it personal property tax. What this one is, is it's tangible items that your business have that your business has that is not like, it's not real estate, but it's tangible things that your business has. Say you've got a bunch of desks and a bunch of computers. It's going to be crazy to hear this, but like, one, when you buy when you buy those things, you're paying sales tax on the purchase, right? If you're using it in your own business. And then each year, a lot of these counties and a lot of these states will have a personal property tax. And they'll call it, they'll call it a few different things, but personal property tax is typically the main name. Each year, there's going to be based on the valuation, like an estimate of value of what the current value is of all your stuff, like typically not your vehicles. Some states do include vehicles, not your vehicles and not your real estate. But just the other stuff, the stuff that fills up your office, there's this personal property tax on that. It's usually a very low rate. Uh, well, low, I guess, is uh, depending on your opinion on it. But it might be like a 1% rate based on the value. So if you if you have $100,000 of, of equipment and just stuff in your businesses, you might have a $1,000 annual bill for personal property taxes to cover that. And the county will collect that. Some, and they're typically an annual filing, do usually do March, sometime in March through May. Um, and just forget that, or don't forget that. I'd say that's probably the most common one that people forget is the that personal property tax. And then we've got, uh, so like income tax is one you're normally thinking of. We talked about personal property tax. And then there's property tax, which is your real estate tax usually do in the fall. Some, some states have you pay it or some counties have you pay it twice a year. That's property tax or real estate tax on the real estate that your company owns. If you're, if you're renting for your business yourself, you're not paying property tax, of course. And then uh, we'll talk about two more and we'll wrap it up. Uh, sales tax. Sales tax is a commonly misunderstood one. Uh, all taxes are commonly misunderstood, but sales tax is when you're selling goods, um, to the end user, like say if you're selling online, you're selling online goods to people, uh, like physical products. And let's say I'm based in Utah. I'm based in Utah, so let's just say I start a business and we do a million dollars of sales, selling products. And let's say half of it, half of it is to other states, and half of it is within Utah. So we have five hundred thousand dollars of sales that goes to customers in Utah in our same state. We need to collect sales tax on that. Like we have to collect sales tax on sales within our state, because we have a physical presence here, there's a bunch of laws on like when you cross different thresholds and when you're requ required to collect sales tax. If you're very, very big, 
you're going to have likely going to have to start collecting sales tax in every state, but in, in your own state, you collect sales tax. And then in other states, so all the, let's say I ship to the other 49 states, you don't always have to collect sales tax in all those other states. The answer gets a little complex because every single state is different. There are sites online. We've got a link to one on our website where you can see it, like all 50 states, what the sales tax laws are. So remember, so if I'm based in Utah, let's say I'm shipping to Nebraska, I don't know off the top of my head what the Nebraska threshold is, but if there's a certain threshold that you cross, and a lot of them are around $100,000 of sales. So if I, if I sold, say, $50,000 of goods in Nebraska and shipped it to people there in Nebraska, I'm not going to be under that. I'm not going to be over that hundred thousand dollar threshold because I, I only sold fifty thousand dollars in Nebraska. But as soon as I get over that threshold, and say I'm I'm at one hundred one thousand dollars of sales, I need to start collecting sales tax on my sales. I need to register. And before you start, you start collecting sales tax. Make sure you open a sales tax account and do it right. You don't you don't want to collect sales tax until you have a sales tax account in that state. But when you get over the threshold. You look online for that threshold, but I'm over it and say in Nebraska, I'm going to start collecting sales tax. And then every, sometimes it's monthly, sometimes it's quarterly, and sometimes it's annually, depending on, usually depending on the level of sales tax that you're collecting. If it's very minimal, it's it's probably going to be just once a year. But if you're starting to collect a lot more, they'll likely want you to pay it and file your sales tax returns every single month. We'll like within our firm, the CPA firm, we will file for some of these states, for other clients or for clients. But a lot of times as it grows and you're across multiple states and we got to be analyzing like when you're crossing these thresholds, we'll normally link you up with the with a, a sales tax specific filing system. Like it is like TaxJar or Avalara are the two main systems that we recommend. They'll, they can integrate with your sales systems, like your sales data. data. And when you cross the threshold, they'll alert you and then they'll file the tax returns for you and let you know how to start collecting sales tax. But that's sales tax can, I would watch it. Like as you're getting into other states, watch it from the very beginning. You don't want to get caught in a sales tax mess like years down the road. So just be aware of that. Don't get overwhelmed by it. So we've talked about income tax. We talked about property tax and personal property tax, the real estate, and then the personal, the personal tangible items tax talked about sales tax. And now the last one I'll talk about quickly is payroll tax. So payroll taxes, I recommend, highly recommend working with a reputable uh, payroll provider. Uh, while we love QuickBooks Online for our bookkeeping, like a lot of the bookkeeping and data tracking for our small and medium-sized businesses, uh, we don't love using QuickBooks Online for payroll. We'll, we'll typically recommend it out to like an ADP. An ADP being the biggest payroll provider, they can they can help our clients from being very small to becoming very large with a lot of employees across multiple states. Um, but payroll taxes, you have to file at a minimum. Like when you set up a business, if you have a payroll tax account, you have to file every single quarter. Even, even if you're not paying employees yet, if you have a payroll tax account, you need to file every single quarter to keep that active and to avoid penalties and fees. So just make sure that is being filed every quarter. Um, but once you start paying employees, get set up on the payroll system and it'll be automatic. As long as you're running payroll and you're paying a payroll service provider that's going to be doing that for you, they will take care of the quarterly filings. And then the, the quarterly filings, of course, once they're complete and then you get to the end of the year, then they'll do the W-2s and the year-end stuff for you. So just remember the two the two main things I wanted to cover and make make you aware of in this in this episode was 
Remember, most government entities have some sort of taxation. So you form a business, you got a rental property, just think through the different entities of where you are. Start with the city, go to the county, go to the state, and then at the federal level, just think through those and research those. And then the next level is think about the different types of taxes. We've got the income tax, we've got the property taxes, we've got sales tax, uh, we got payroll taxes. Those those are the main main ones you'll have to consider as a real estate investor and, and business owner. So just feel free to reach out if, if you have any questions. It gets complex pretty quick, but when you break it down, I think you'll understand it really well. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Be sure to subscribe and please provide a review of what you thought of this episode. For specific topic requests or questions to be covered, please email questions at wealthgamepodcast.com. Thank you.